Another instant insights. Brown's WFMY podcast edition. Another win. Joe, I don't know about you. Seven and three on the season. And we just started this podcast edition of the WFMY instant insights to start the year. So is it us? Is it the Browns? What is it? It's it's clearly us. It's we're seven and three. Josh and Joe, seven and three. <laughs> but yeah, another great win for the Browns. That was fun to watch. Um even though it was freaking raining not the whole time. Um, but yeah, that was great game. Um, a completely game they played. Um, and the defense, shout out to the defense. They stepped up today. Without Miles Garrett, I never thought we'd be saying defense stepped yeah. up and helped the Browns win a game today. I don't care who they played. No, yeah. the It was very helpful that they played the Philadelphia Eagles, who had the, the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, they uh, Vernon and uh, Claiborne really stepped up today when they needed them, and what three sacks for Vernon, and that, that's crazy just to think of him getting that money. Um, but yeah, the pressure was huge for the defense. Um, as as we've talked all year, that's that's the key to the success of the Browns' defense is getting pressure on the quarterback, uh, not letting the secondary lose their players in the secondary because uh, all the time the quarterback has. So yeah, it's great to great to see the pressure uh, step up even without miles. I mean, with miles Garrett, how many sacks with the Browns have had today? Like 15. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I, I could see at least five. Like if, if Vernon got three, like how <laughs> miles would have just had, had a huge day. Um. Yeah, the the Eagles could not block anybody, and it was it was huge for the Browns to face this team without Miles. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I was going into this saying that I wish they had Miles for a game like this, and didn't have him for like a game against Baltimore, which they could lose. Because today was basically a must win. Same with next week. If they want to be a playoff team, they have to beat teams like the Eagles and Jaguars. Although. The Eagles are in first place right now. We are talking about the first place Philadelphia Eagles. I know, right? <laughs> Great. Well, I think Dallas is winning uh, so far, but yeah, yeah, I can't believe that that team is not a first. It's not. A, it's not a playoff team in any other regular uh, year. But yeah, NFC East football for you. I, it might be where like the Eagles could potentially get like a top five pick or finish <laughs> right. first in right. the division. That's literally how it's gonna go. It's it's gonna be crazy. But I think six wins is is gonna do it for whoever wins the NFC East, and that's just insane. Can the Browns go to the NFC East, please? Right. <laughs> like just look at our team, our uh, division. We have we have a perfect uh, perfect team in Pittsburgh. And then we have us at seven three, and then the Ravens who lost today at what six and four. That's insane. <laughs> Yeah, you have Ben Roethlisberger and the undefeated Steelers, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. And then the NFC East has Daniel Jones, the fighting Andy Daltons, Carson (laughs) Wentz. And speaking of Joe Burrow going down with uh, most likely a torn ACL today, that stinks to the Bengals. We saw it coming, but that stinks to the Bengals. Yeah, we we talked about it when we faced them twice. That that offensive line was just going to get them hurt, and 
sadly we were right and uh, hoping hoping that you can get recovered uh, in time for next season getting a season but yeah that's rough to see for a young guy like him absolutely all right back to the browns though the second place browns second how place. awesome is seven three second place this is the best 10 game start to a season since 1994 and i looked it up it was 1984. Bill Belichick was the head coach, and Vinny Testaverde was the quarterback. Oh, Vinny, nice. Yeah, oh. that was. And I was three years old, so I don't remember this. <laughs> I do not remember 1994. Yeah, I was four. So, <laughs> yeah, it's insane how the seasons just they they keep winning, man, and they find ways to win. I think the season has been summed up in complimentary football. They've done it perfectly. Through what through ten uh, yeah what ten games now, um, one when one side doesn't is struggling today, the defense stepped up. They really stepped up when we needed them. Um, getting what how two turn or three turnovers or, or so, um, and then getting a touchdown. They scored nine points by themselves, which is <laughs> I don't know when the last time the Browns defense has done that. Um, but yeah, it's it was huge, huge for the uh, team to get another win and go to seven three and go to Jacksonville next week. Yeah, if you would have, I don't care who it was against. If you would have told me that the Browns defense would lead them to a win, I would not have believed you. And if you would have told me that a defense without Miles Garrett would do it, I would have said that you were a straight up liar. Yeah, yeah. I who would who who would pick a team before the season started if you said Miles Garrett was out. I don't think anybody would say that we would win this game against the Eagles, but the Browns defense stepped up um, and the offense, I thought the offense was all right. Um, they didn't finish off drives like I w- would have wished, but um, they moved the ball, um, especially in the first half. They uh, they were able to throw the ball really well. Um, Baker, Baker had a solid game, even though his stats may not show it. Um, he he had a solid game. He he missed a couple early ones, which should have been touchdowns. Um, but overall, I thought he played a solid game. And once again, what we talk about, he didn't throw an interception. Uh, he did have that one fumble, which resulted in their in their touchdown. But um, overall, he he played really well. A clean, a solid game for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've discussed this like every week. It seems like, but Baker did. Baker and the offense did enough to not lose the game, and they let the defense carry him to a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's all he had to do today, especially in bad weather. That's all he had to do today. Yeah, and uh, it was great to see that the um, the run game, they, they struggled early on in the uh, in the first half. But they, as we, as we talked about so many times this year, they stuck with the plan, and they, they showed – who they are in the second half and just just tired them out. They tired the, the Eagles defense out. Um, the offensive line started getting uh, produce holes for them. And Nick Chubb, <laughs> Nick Chubb, man, he started to get going and pulled off that huge uh, long run, which kind of that pretty much that started the uh, clinching of the game. But yeah, that was huge. And then we got to talk about the stiff arm. <laughs> if the Hall of Fame had highlight reels of like <laughs> clips that they just played, like five second clips that they just played on loop forever, Nick Chubb's stiff arm deserves to be one of those five second clips. It was 
it was beautiful, man. <laughs> he just he literally just shoved that guy down to the ground, and then and then that whole drive was just crazy athleticism. Um, and then you have Hunt jumping from what the five yard line or so into the end zone, stepping, jumping over the guy, and then stepping on his back to get in. Which it was just the it just that that drive culminated it just showed the talent that the back the Browns have in the backfield. Um, the they're blessed to have these two um, duos and duo in the back dip backfield, and it's it's leading this offense to uh, another win. Yeah, I mean, everyone says like, "Oh, I'm a selfless player. I don't care as long as we win a game." But it's with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I truly think they don't care who gets the they most know. carries or who gets the most touchdowns. If they're both having success and the Browns are winning football games, they're happy. I mean, you saw it even yeah. after that stiff arm. Kareem Hunt was ecstatic. And right. then they did one of those, anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. <laughs> Kareem Hunt jumped over a guy for a touchdown. And then I think on the next drive or the fall, two drives after that, Nick Chubb did the same thing. And yeah, it's, jumped over a guy. I mean, yeah. if you have two running backs like that trying to better not only themselves but they're like their running back mate good luck good yeah. luck opposing defense yeah i they're the browns are just blessed to have these two have these two character guys that they they don't care who's taking the rock and who's getting the touchdowns or anything like that it's they're all about winning and it's huge for the browns to have these two talented guys and these two egoless um guys uh in the backfield for him. i mean they had 20 rushing yards a half and i think <laughs> let's see i think they ended up they ended up with 137 yards on the yeah. game yeah and that's just a complete wear them down in the first half and take mm-hmm. advantage of a worn out defense in the second half that's exactly what happened yeah and baker was talking about it after after the game they stuck to the game plan they saw that it wasn't working early on but I think they they saw that they there was going to be a possibility that this will open up in the second half, and it, it definitely did. And kudos to uh, Kevin Stefanski um, to keep keep going with the game plan. How many times have we seen over the years where the coach would just would ditch ditch whatever they were trying to do, and it would be like passing the whole rest of the game? So that was huge for him um, to keep keep going, keep pushing. Um, the offensive line started uh, producing in the second half, and they, you got to give credit to the Eagles. They have a really talented front, uh, front uh, defensive uh, line, and all that uh, with Fletcher Cox and all that. Um, so it wasn't going to be easy, and the it, it showed in the first half. But um, the offensive line and the running backs started to turn it on in the second half, just when they needed it. Yeah, it's. Really, I know we've discussed this multiple times too, but when you can keep. Te- keep two running backs like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt fresh all game as the defense continues to get worn out. I mean, if the Browns have a lead in the fourth quarter, especially if it's like at least a seven-point lead, you can basically chalk it up as a W, especially yeah, it, in bad weather like today. Yeah, yeah. It, the Browns, it's it's really – they they fit the weather in Cleveland perfectly. They need – for a bad weather team, they, they have – Two running backs that can just handle the handle the load for the whole whole offense and just lead the offense. It's it's a perfect uh, uh, complement to the uh, Cleveland weather here. Yeah, and speaking of, I just thought of they were without their fullback today too, right? Due to COVID. Yeah, 
Yeah. Without Andy today. They and they still up. did that in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's impressive. The I thought the offensive line struggled in the first half, but they uh, they they show that they can keep with it, um, and they they turn they played better in the second half, um, and they're missing their fullback, which is a key part of uh, Stefanski's offense. So impressive uh, to get that run game against these Eagles, this Eagles uh, defense. So um, good on them. Uh, yeah, I just can't get over how I'm still just thinking back to Nick Chubb's stiff arm. I mean, you he he did a no look stiff arm and shoved wow. a grown man to the ground like that. I I can't even imagine doing that to a human being, <laughs> let alone an NFL player. <laughs> I don't care if that NFL player looks like. Oh man, I'm gonna hate on him, Sendejo. I don't care if he's Sendejo. If you <laughs> stiff arm a grown man NFL player like that, you deserve all the kudos. Oh yeah, that was that was the highlight of the game, and it, it just showed how much talent that man has. In this. <laughs> All right, speaking of Sandeo, I won't talk bad about him, even though he looked yeah. like crap. But the Browns defensive backfield, Denzel Ward, he had another great game today, and it was all capped off with that interception to basically yeah. put the game away. Yeah, Denzel had a huge game. Um, he real he he had multiple uh, deflections. Um, he, he shut down. They they have some solid receivers. Fulgham has been playing well. Um, then they got uh, Reader over there too. Um, so it's it's pretty. It's it was an impressive performance by uh, Denzel and Mitchell played well too. Uh, don't forget about him. But um, yeah, Ward. I, I love the. He had a, a really bad defensive penalty inter, interference call called on him. But the very next play, he, he steps up and uh, gets the interception. That's that shows who Denzel Ward is, and that was great to see. Absolutely, I mean, when you have a shutdown corner like that, especially one that can get interceptions too, it changes so much for defense, especially mm-hmm. in that secondary that just hasn't been that great this year. If you still have a cornerback that can do that, it's so much better. Yeah, so much better. So much better. Yeah, it's. He was he was one of the keys to the game. Um, just that secondary playing well. Um, there wasn't they had that one blown coverage, but overall there wasn't that they weren't able to do that. Uh, what they've been doing the what the past uh, how many weeks uh, going just dinking and dunking. Um, they played well. Um, the linebackers were okay. Um, Mac had some plays, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was a great performance by the defense stepping up in the absence of uh, Miles today. Are you talking about the blunt coverage that was Richard Rodgers catching a wide open touchdown? Because I think <laughs> I think it's not a Browns game unless the opposing team gets a wide open touchdown by their tight end. I think that's oh, one yeah, of the I know, right? <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be a game without a without like, a tight it, end. Your win doesn't count ball. unless the opponent gets a wide open touchdown by the tight end. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like clockwork, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It is no matter who the defensive coordinator is, it's like no matter what, hey, yeah, this game you're giving up a wide open touchdown to the tight end, okay? All right, yeah. break. It's been three different coordinators and they still have this problem. That's crazy. Yeah, I even put in the waiting for next year slack. 
I was like, death, taxes, and the Browns <laughs> wide open touchdowns to tight ends. It's it's crazy. It is crazy. No matter who the players are, no matter who the coordinator is, it's going to happen. Yep. Well, that just shows the, the linebacker core is just has been the Achilles heel of this defense for a lot of years. A lot would probably be an understatement. That, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Taki Taki had to pick six. Mac Wilson almost had an interception, but I feel like the Mac Wilson interception was more of like a, he was in the right place at the right time. He didn't really do anything. He just dove and almost caught the ball. Taki Taki's was too. <laughs> if you really, if you really want to talk about it, true. Uh, Denzel Ward made the play, and uh, he was lucky that he broke on that catch. And yeah, yeah. How he, about uh, Denzel Ward as a blitzer? I mean, Carson Wentz didn't see him coming. Yeah, the they the Browns did some really nice blitzing. Um, they got some pressure on from the outside, which is nice to see. Denzel seems like he's uh, he knows how to get around the edge. Uh, he he shows it on like uh, field goal blocks, so it's a it's a solid area uh, for him in his game, which is a complete game for a cornerback. For sure, I mean, for us Ohio State fans, he also used to that. As a Buckeye, too. So it's just right. one of those things which is part of his game. And I think he uses his speed. He's not the – he's he's short. I'd say he's short for a cornerback, but he uses his speed, and he knows just where to be at the right time. Yeah, his ability to cut the edge really quickly and uh, sharply is is one of his strengths. Uh, he, that's why he's on field goal blocks uh, for the special teams. Um, he, he can really cut the edge and – is it, it, we sh- we've seen it um, avoiding blocks uh, as like a as a tackler. Um, he can his agility to get around uh, blocks is is very good and it's just another asset for him in his game. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean Denzel Ward, you can't say enough good things about him today. That's for sure. But I'm just looking at the stat sheet. The Browns were led. Browns receivers were led by Kadero Hodge, Rashard Higgins, and Austin Hooper. I. Nothing. Jarvis Landry, two receptions, 23 yards. I've figured in a game like today, in bad weather again, that Jarvis Landry would have contributed a lot more. I, I didn't really pay attention, like, if they were covering him well or if he just wasn't getting open or what, but two receptions out of basically your number one receiver now that OBJ's out, that is not good. But, hey, the Browns still won, so you can yeah. complain. Still, They still won, so it's all right. I think it was more just Baker was targeting everybody. He, he showed his, 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 what his best as, attribute is, just uh, being a point guard for the offense, the, distributing to whoever's open. Um, Kaderil Hodge had a really good game. I have to say, he, it, it was one of his better best uh, receiving games. Um, he's been great blocking throughout the year, but, um, he made some big plays. He had that big long uh, reception along the sideline. Um, but yeah, he was he he made he stepped up as a receiver today. That was huge. Yeah, I mean Baker only had twelve completions, but it was just five different receivers. Right. Well, yeah. I, I yeah, I four three wide receivers, a tight end, and then Kareem Hunt as a running back. So yeah. I mean, but that's all he had to do. He when Nick Chubb dominated like he did, you don't need Baker to do much more than that. Right. Yeah. He he made the plays that were were in front of him, and that's that's all we needed. That's that's all we called for him for today. Just um, I think going forward, we need they need to finish drives better. Um, it, it hasn't been a like the red zone offense has been better this year, 
Um, this was a problem last year where they couldn't finish drives, uh, but it, it stuck out today that they uh, they got so many field goals and uh, and then that opening drive where they turned it over on downs. Um, yeah, they just needed to finish off drives, and, and the game would probably been over way before it did uh, if they could have. But um, win is a win, and it was it was a good game. It wasn't. It wasn't one of those ugly wins. Uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter like, oh, this is an ugly win. The weather was ugly, but the the Browns played well. The defense played well. The offense moved the ball. Um, it, it was a good win for them. Yeah, I remember Stefanski. I, I saved the tweet. I, I'd had to look back, but Stefanski was asked about the win. He said it wasn't an ugly win. It was a beautiful win. A win is a in, in the NFL and football, right. let alone the yeah. NFL. A win's a win. Right. Yeah, and, the, and they, win. they follow their game plan, and that's a that's a great win. It's a great win. They they won a game that they needed to, and they're seven and three. It was it was great to see that the this this team is following game plans to 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 right right on. They're not lo- losing it. They're not trying to. They've had two games where they just kind of had a. Blow the blow away the game plan. That was the Raiders game and the, or I mean the Ravens game and the Steelers game. But overall, they've stuck to their plan and uh, it's been successful. The Browns on Thanksgiving, the Browns will be seven and three and then second place. Twenty twenty is really weird. <laughs> Super weird, man. Super weird. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not complaining, but if yeah. you even told me the Browns would be seven and three on Thanksgiving, I'd be like, no, no shot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing, and even even when we're seven and three, we're still like fighting for a playoff spot with like seven other teams. Just just well, to show our, right, just to show our luck. <laughs> Meanwhile, if we were in the NFC East, we'd be like four <laughs> games in the first place. Yeah, we'd be sealed for a playoff spot already. <laughs> And what's crazy, going back to the NFC East, is whoever wins that division is going to get a home playoff game because they're they're a division winner. That is crazy to me. Like they it do. might be like the six win Eagles against the eleven win wild card team, and the Eagles will be home. <laughs> yeah, they really need to rethink about uh, reseeding these things uh, because yeah, that's that's going to be crazy to see. <laughs> I'd love to look back, speaking of the NFC East again, to see what the worst record division winner has ever been. They have to be competing for it. It's got to be, yeah. I I can't think of any worse. This is one of the – what, last year's NFC East was pretty bad, and this is even worse. Six wins is probably going to do it, and that's just insane. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would literally be the most Browns thing ever to go like ten and six and eleven or eleven and five, miss out on the playoffs, and then see the Eagles win their division at six wins. It would be yeah. the most Browns thing yeah. ever. Oh my god, it's going to be just—it's not going to happen. I, I'm knocking on wood right now. It's not going to yeah. happen. But I, I, of yeah. all Cleveland things that could happen this year, it oh would be god. there. Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> All right, yeah, I just cannot believe seven and three. I mean, there's no way they're going to catch up to the Steelers. Let's, I think that's basically that's yeah. not going to happen. I mean, yeah. the Steelers even could lose out and they'll still be ten and six. So they need, yeah, they would need a serious injury or something. Though, yeah. and I'll yeah. never wish. 
And I'll never wish an injury yeah. on anyone, even no. if it's a Steelers player. Yeah, <laughs> true. But speaking of the Steelers, the Browns need them to keep winning until right. week 17. Just keep winning. You already had the division locked up. Just keep winning because actually, do you know what? We'll get to the schedule game right now. The Browns, Jacksonville next week. Actually, good for them. Before. I know a lot of players said something, but they get to go to Jacksonville after these two miserable. Well, that's games. what I was just going to say. This is going to be so nice. We're actually going to have good weather. Watch it's It's going to be like raining in Jacksonville. But uh, yeah, it's I can't wait to see them actually in good weather uh, for for at least one week. Watch it'll be like a hurricane and fifty mile an hour rain. Right. <laughs> it, or it could be rain. where they're going to enjoy themselves way too much and all be hung over like the Cavs were when they go to LA or Miami. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> yeah, it, it is Florida, so weather in Florida is a little weird. Um, so we could have rain, but uh, let's hope it's not like the last three games. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville must win. They're yeah. a one-win team that's a must-win. Oh, yeah. At Tennessee, Tennessee just beat Baltimore today. But they're so iffy. They Like, Derrick Henry's good, but the re- that defense is iffy, and they're going to be without Jadavion Clowney. They put him on the IR this week, so he has to he has to miss that game. Yeah, Baltimore. One of their best uh, safe uh, linebackers is out for the year too. So, yeah, oh, Tennessee, I didn't see that. yeah, Tennessee is uh, it's definitely a winnable game. It's definitely a game that the Browns can take. Um, I, I like I, they're they're like a carbon copy almost of the Browns, which is they their their best skill set is running the ball. Um, they have a quarterback that can make plays, but um, they're best at just distributing the ball and uh, they got some good playmakers on the outside, but yeah, uh, it's an inch. That'll be an interesting matchup. Get revenge of last season's opener. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So at Tennessee, so they have two straight road games and then they come home to Baltimore on a Monday night. I don't know. Baltimore is struggling lately. So maybe that could yeah. change, but week one was ugly. So I'm not going to put any hope into that one. And then yeah. at New York twice in a row, two straight must wins. And then Pittsburgh, they could. And if Pittsburgh's any, if, I mean, I don't know if they're fifteen and zero. Do you think they'll be going for a six, perfect sixteen zero record? I don't know. I don't know. I think they the Steelers play somebody. I forget coming up. I don't see them going in as sixteen and zero. Um, but I think they, if it's there, I wouldn't. I would be surprised if they wouldn't go for it. I think it's, the best case scenario right now is the Steelers being fourteen and one. Going into Week 17 for the Browns, yeah, and and the Chiefs would have to lose then a couple games or so, so yeah. give them give them more space. But yeah, that would be the uh, perfect uh, scenario for them. I know as Browns fans, we want the Steelers to lose as much as possible, but as a Browns fan hoping for a playoff spot for the Browns, if the Steelers already have number one seed and a bye locked up, they're not going to play anyone, which is perfect. You want that. Yeah, well, the perfect scenario would be the Browns locking up the playoff spot the week before. That would be the that would be the easiest and best way of doing it. Which they can, it's it's there for the taking if they if they beat the tight Titans and then take care care of business with the uh, the other three uh, easier games. Um, it's it it could happen. Um, the possibility is there that they could clinch before uh, week uh, six uh, seventeen. 
let's be honest, you know that the NFL it's networks, good, whoever good. has the game, no, you know that they want it to be Miles Garrett versus Mason Rudolph for the Browns playoff spot. <laughs> oh, my God. You absolutely know that. They would flex that game so quickly. <laughs> That would be that would be a that would be imagine a all the highlights that would be shown all oh my week. God. <laughs> Miles Garrett versus Mason Rudolph. Oh my god, I can't. That would be <laughs> that would be funny. All right, yeah, but I mean the Browns. So they have six games left. Three mm-hmm. of them they'll be favored in for sure. Uh, Jacksonville next week they'll easily be favored. Two New yeah. York teams are not good. With especially with the Giants without Saquon, one of the New York teams is without their best running back Saquon Barkley. The other one is starting Joe Flacco. I think that's the only things you need to say about those two teams. Right, the Giants. The Giants are are not terrible. They're not the Jets. The Jets are just like the worst team I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen some Browns teams that are bad. That says a lot. <laughs> that says a, a lot. Yeah, we. I'm almost 30. You are probably 30. That says a lot. If you say that another team besides the Browns is the worst team you've ever seen in your life, that is like bad. Yeah, it's they are super bad. They're getting blown out now, I think. Um, But yeah, the Giants, the Giants are okay. They're they're not okay. They're they're not terrible, terrible. (laughs) So they can they've given other teams some runs. Um, So it's definitely we can't overlook them. Um, but yeah, they those are two winnable games that they should take care of business. Yeah, I mean, if the Browns want to be a playoff team, I think you have to win those three that they'll be favored in, and then steal one of the other three, and then that will put them at ten and six. Right? No, no, my bad. That will put them at eleven and five. Eleven and five, yeah, eleven and five. Browns eleven and five. Is that like? Can that be <laughs> in the same sentence? Right. I think Belichick just like said that there's an air in the sentence. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. Um, this week is it, it's turning out to be a, a good week for the Browns. They got the win, and a lot of teams are taking care of business, uh, beating the teams that were that we were tied with. Um, Miami's losing. Um, the Colts are losing. Uh, I think the Raiders play the Chiefs later, so that should be the a- Raiders play the Chiefs, and they already beat the Chiefs this year and did a. Uh- Victory lap within yeah. their bus and their team buses around the stadium. So I don't think the Chiefs are going to let them win. No, yeah, yeah. They had they had their one win, and uh, I think that'll be it. Um, so yeah, it's it's turning out uh, to be a good week for them. That's still so weird. We are scoreboard watching for the Browns for a playoff spot. I know we say this every year, but it's not, not like draft. <laughs> these teams win and the Browns lose for the NFL draft pick. It is just right. I need to get used to it. I need to yeah. get used to it, Joe. I know. It's it's fun, man. It's fun. This is good. These last six weeks are gonna be so fun um uh, for Browns fans and City of Cleveland. It's it's gonna be a fun time to watch the NFL and watch the Browns. How many times have we hit Thanksgiving and it would be like what are we doing here? <laughs> like, uh, who's who's the quarterback next year? Who's who are we drafting? It's man, it's, Thanksgiving it's dinner table talk. Browns talk would almost be as bad as politics talk, and politics <laughs> talk with the team is bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we're gonna talk about the Browns. All right, I need to get up. I'm gonna go to another room, please. <laughs> and and our luck, 2020. We 
we can't have our family uh, Thanksgivings. <laughs> talk True. About yeah, we can finally talk positive about the Browns when COVID hits us. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and speaking of the Browns, I know a lot of people were, were complaining today that the Browns need a dome. But bad weather favors this team. They don't have a good secondary. Their wide receivers are okay, and they have great running backs and a good offensive line and a good defensive line. That literally, if if it was two feet of snow on the ground, that would favor the Browns. Yeah, yeah. This the 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 weather and the city just fit this team perfectly, and it's um it's it's a it's an advantage for the Browns. This weather is an advantage for the Browns, and that's huge. And I mean, I know Jacksonville's not good. They only have one win, but it'll be interesting to see how the Browns do in nice weather for the first time in a few weeks. Yeah, I, I'm. That's what I'm super excited about. That um, I'm, I want to see if maybe they open it up more and uh, Baker has like a big game um, because they, he showed it in Cincinnati when they had the last good weather game. Um, so it'll be fun to watch. Absolutely, I just. The Browns are seven and three and in second place. Four <laughs> days before Thanksgiving. That is crazy to me. Crazy. And there's nothing else we can attribute that to besides this podcast. We started this podcast at the start of the season. Seven and three. And we have a seven and three all time record. Yep. It's us. You can send all your all your gifts and uh, praise to us. Um, it is our doing that the Browns are seven and three and in the playoff hunt. Yeah, send all your – we'll uh, attach our PayPal or Venmo or Cash App. Or, so we'll include that in the next podcast, and you can just send us all the tips, please. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, um, yeah, Browns are 7-3 and three in second place. And with Baltimore losing today, Baltimore's now in third. It's not even a tie anymore. Baltimore's in yeah. third place. Um, but, yeah, I hope the, I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving that is celebrating yeah. it. And yeah. Just stay safe, stay healthy, and root for another Browns win next Sunday. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag. But let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.